0: all right here we go Joe Walker five oh you added monster you go five monster habits of top producers take it away my friend Thank you very much, Heather. Uh, hey, uh, my name is Joe Walker. I was hired by Dan Gillingham. I've been um, part of Fitz Group for about twelve, thirteen years right now. Um, you know, when and, uh, and I think I'm going to stay at that 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 year level. You know, like when you ask a woman how old she is, she says I'm twenty-nine or thirty-nine, even though they're like sixty-eight. You know, that that's going to be it. I'm not going to go any further. So next year, when you ask me, I'm going to say probably thirteen years, but. Um, I I love being a part of this organization. And um, me and my wife, Tawny, live here in Seattle, Washington. And uh, we're just fired up to be able to share with you guys today uh, some things that we feel like have been really applicable to us um, and really practical for a lot of different people. I'm gonna talk about five monster habits of top producers. When I began, I, I, um, I was just like everybody else. And I think everybody who's been a veteran producer understands this, you you were horrible at everything. And um, you're horrible at dials, setting appointments, the whole entire nine. But one of the things that I started to do was I started to study some of the top people in our company, people who are writing, you know, on an annual basis, 300000 you know, $350,000, $400,000 a year in premium. And uh, at the time, I wasn't really doing that. And I wanted, to get better at what I was doing. So one of the things I did was I started making friends with these people and started learning from them and trying to uh, collate, I guess is a good word, what they're actually doing, trying to boil down what they're actually doing on a regular basis so that they can get the results that I wanted, because I definitely wanted better results. Maybe you're sitting there right now going, I want better results out of my, my personal production well, I'm hoping that this is really something that you can use. Um, and after I've done, uh, you know, Marty Marty said it right here, in, in, uh, in and Feather, Feather, Heather said it also, uh, and I ain't going to paraphrase it, but uh, discipline your natural cynic. You know, many times you just get in this business, you're like, man, you, you, you're so used to saying I can't. And I want to challenge you in saying that you can, all right, choose what you believe today about what you can produce. So these are the things that I've learned um, kind of boiling down what top producers in this company do and break down each one of these things. The first thing that uh, top producers do in this business is they order leads every single week. Now, you're going to think like that's pretty basic. And all these things are going to be very, very basic, but I'm going to break everyone down for us so that we can chew on them and then take them from there, okay? Uh, The second thing that talk producers do is that they make dials every single week. The third thing that they do is they run business and write applications every single week. Uh, The fourth thing that, that they do is they manage their business every single week. And the last thing that they do is that they attend a sales meeting every single week. I'm going to break this down into car words for you. Mike Swells, I know that this is going to be you. Think about a four-stroke motor, all right? All of this works in compressed periods of time. It's like a four-stroke motor. You have an intake stroke where you suck it in air. You've got a compression stroke where you mash it all together, the the fuel-air mixture. You have a power stroke where you detonate that fuel-air mixture and it turns a crank. And you have an exhaust stroke that in a gas-powered car anymore sounds really, really good, if it's the right kind of car, of course. And that's what you hear. Most of us are used to seeing top producers throw money all over the place, making it a all over the place. That would be more like the exhaust stroke. Like, you're seeing the results, you're like, I want that. Well, there's a lot of other things that go into it. These, you know, these elements, the, the first, the second, the third, the fourth step, that's intake, compression, power, exhaust and then every every producer comes in for maintenance or pit stop at that meeting all right let's break it down so fresh new leads every single week um when uh when uh somebody's planning out their week a top producers planning out their week all of the top producers that i've ever noticed out there are going to carefully plan out where they're going to run business you know um I, I take a book out of michelle allman when michelle um and many others they like, have crazy stuff, and even Adam Johnson, they have crazy weather in their area. What do they do? They go, eh, I'm not gonna sit around and sit in Houston or Minnesota. I'm gonna go to a different location. For me, when I'm in Seattle, um, there's times when my lead flow just kind of changes in, in the Seattle area. I'm looking at them, I'm like, huh, I might need to go east of the mountains a little bit. So the top producers are always gonna go and follow where the fish are at. You know, I, I say like to where the crab are at, right? Ever, everybody's seen the deadliest catch um you know those guys jump off on on a pier in here in seattle or in the northwest somewhere and they got to go out to deep seas to go get the the crab that they want it's not nobody's going to be making a lot of money just kind of sitting around offshore and then fishing from the, the edge of the pier you got to go out and go to see where uh the fish are where the crab are you you pick your analogy but you got to get to where a hunting ground is, right? And the top producers are going to go carefully plan out where they go all the time. They're going to get about 20 to 30 fresh new leads every single week, all right? And I'm not talking about you buying leads and then sitting on them for six weeks. That's not what top producers do. Top producers are going to always continue to recycle the leads that they have. Now, some of them are going to be leads they purchase. Some of them are going to be referrals or uh, expansion leads, more opportunities, annuities. Bam fans, etc. But you're going to have more opportunities every single week to dial. That's what top producers will typically do. They've got a GMR, which is a geographical mailing request, which is a subscription to leads that they have. But they will supplement those with other leads like instant purchase leads, etc. No top producer is going to be always buying all A leads. All right, it's just too expensive, and the top producers know their way around that because you're going to find a way to generate business off of other things, right? And so that leads us to the next thing. They're going to use a mix of A's and other leads. They're going to get referrals, current clients. I've seen it from stage. I've seen how much people are spending on leads on a weekly basis. They're spending about three to $500 every single week. And they're reinvesting the profits because they continue to run the business every single week. All right. Um, some people want to start off and they're like, I got $50 that I'm going to spend on leads. Well, you have to adjust your expectations if you're gonna spend $50 a week on leads, you're not gonna be able to make top producer money. The top producer people are gonna be spending three to $500 a week. It's pretty typical. And it, I didn't do that in the very beginning. I had to build up to it. And right now, that's kind of what I do. Uh, if you ask Adam, if you ask Marty, if you ask any of the other top producers out there, they're gonna tell you that's kind of what they do. Some of them spend a little bit more if they wanna make a little bit more. Cause it's about a 10X on on, um, on what you can produce for, issue, uh, for submitted premium. Uh, the top producers have their leads out and printed out before their dial time because dial time is precious. They're not going to use their 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 dial time to be fuddling around and mess, messing around with leads because that takes a few hours. It really does. But just think about it. You taking a breath in, getting ready for this next stroke, the compression stroke. This is when you mash it all together. Fuel air mixture pops together. Let's keep it popping. The next thing that happens is that all of them have. Past lead performance team training—they have an understanding of what the leads are and the different lead types. I think that's absolutely critical. Top producers are always gonna, are always going to have that stuff down. They know the difference between the a lead, a DLP lead, a final expense lead, television, uh, television final expense lead, the calling leads, the speed leads. They have a good understanding of what they what works for them and what works in their area. They've had a conversation with LPT. They're all lead certified. So they can go to bat with the leads that they want. Okay. So the next thing that people are going to wind up doing is that they're going to go, the top producers, they're going to get out there and they're going to make dials every week. If you ask where, what a top producer is going to be doing uh, as far as their week goes, every single one of them know when they're going to be making dials every single week. If you ask me, if you ask my team, they'll tell you, Joe's making dials from 11 to 2 on Tuesday, every single time. You can count on me making dials during that time. If for some reason I'm not, I get real antsy. I just like it, it, wasn't like that in the very beginning. I freaked out about making dials just like anybody else, but I made myself do dials to the point where it's a habit. I have to do it. All right. Um, if you ask Marty when he's going to be making dials, he makes the dials the same time I'm making dials on Tuesday, but it's just a different time zone. But we're making dials pretty much the same time. The alms they know. Uh, adam he knows like all these people who are the top producers you see in in the in the grid every single week they're making dials in a concentrated block of time you make 250 dials over six weeks congratulations but you need to compress that down to like a a concentrated block of time the top producers are going to crush that down within about two three hours very dense time frame and then just going to get down on it and then beat up the phones for a while okay Uh, Same time every single week. It's pretty typical. It's a habit. They're using a simple script that works for their personality. I wish that I had time to break that down, but a simple script takes uh, a lot of crazy words and breaks it down into, um, I I think, five components. Identify who you are, state the purpose of your call, booking the appointment, tying it down, and setting the expectation. Every insurance, every, uh, every, 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 agent that's out there, every producer that's out there is going to sound a little bit different, but their script is going to boil down to those five elements. And they've mastered how to actually say the words on the phone so they can get um, the results that they need. I speak differently than Adam. Adam speaks differently than Marty. Marty speaks differently than Michelle. Michelle speaks differently than Megan. Like all of them have something a little bit different that tweaks their personality, but the script actually works. Okay. And they understand that they... The agent is the magic, not the script. So instead of trying to find a a script that has magic words, it's not that. You're not Gandalf. You're not doing some kind of incantation. It's you connecting with the person on the phone. But those five basic things are part of a skeleton. We can share that with you later on, too. They track all their dials and their stats and report their numbers because they want to make sure that they're being effective with what they do. If they see that they've got 95, 150 dials for a couple of weeks and then no production, then something needs to be tweaked. If leaders, if we see our people having 95 dials, 150 dials a week and then no production, then we've got to step in and come along and help them. But the top producers are going to track their dials and their stats and report their numbers every single week because they understand that accountability is what makes them better. Okay? They double and triple dial phone numbers. They don't just dial one number and then move on. They double dial, triple dial the numbers and you keep moving on. They're aware of how many dials it takes to make their appointments. They book strong appointments. They're tying down their appointments so that they're not wasting time driving to places where they're not gonna see people in in the home. They wanna make sure that everybody who is supposed to be there is gonna be there. That includes if you're talking to a 78 year, year old woman that you ask them clearly: Do you need somebody else there to help you make a decision on this, like your kids or a friend? Um, don't just take the don't t- don't just take that little old uh, widow's uh, word for it. That you know I'm okay here by myself. Or don't take that one guy's decision for himself. Like saying, um, "Hey man, don't worry about my wife not being here. Uh, I make all the decisions in the house. That's a bunch of bull. I've been married 28 years." I understand how that all works and anybody who's married understand how that works too. Okay. Um, but strong appointments. All right. Completely process the leads. That's another thing that we need to make sure that we do. I can't tell you how many times I've made a sale on somebody who just did not answer the phone when I was calling them. Surprise, surprise. They're not waiting for your phone call all day long, but once you knock on the door and then you show that lead to them or you show that response to them, they're like, Oh yeah, come on in. Let's have some coffee and take care of this, right? It happens all the time. So completely process the leads, go ahead, we them drive-bys, door knocks, hot knocks, whatever. All right, so then the next thing that top producers are gonna do every single week is that they are gonna book about 10 to 20 appointments every single week, about two to three days a week. That's another time compression thing that they'll do. They'll just squish it in and make sure they get it done. Most of the top producers are gonna get it done um, two to three days a week. I know for me, sometimes I need four. I'm not ashamed to say that. Sometimes I might even need more. But um, I'm gonna try my best to get my my appointments in a very dense part of time. This uh, this last week, I had to drive to Eastern Washington, um, the northeast corner. It took about six hours for me to drive there. Trust me, I put all my appointments right there, and I like running at a distance as well because when I run at a distance, I don't have anything else to do except for run business. So I really, really like that. But booking 10 to 20 appointments um, a week, two to three days a week is really what top producers are typically going to be doing. They're using the ATM properly. Um, Using the ATM properly is another way of saying they're doing a really quality in-home presentation. They're not just winging it. We have a guide. We have a process. We have something that's duplicatable. Um, Top producers are always going to be telling us how they actually use the ATM. In the home, as a tool to actually help the client make a decision, they correctly choose products for the clients. Like they're using underwriting guides, they're using Slack, they're calling from the home, they're using lifelines. The the, the top producers are going to go into the home, and they are genuine, bona fide problem solvers. I love what Marty said earlier today. I just listened to my clients, and then I wrote a bunch of a uh, bunch of applications. That is absolutely essential. When I began, when I was on my way just to becoming a better producer. I tell my people all the time, they don't believe me, but I did. I would print out all 49 pages of an underwriting guide, three whole punch that sucker, and put it in a binder. When the person started talking about medications and whatnot, I would open up that binder and start flipping pages around. Now, you might think it's kind of crazy, but those are the years when I was writing $220,000 a year in production, all right? Now, I like doing that. I mean... I like being right. I like my business going in and then being correct and being approved quickly. All the other top producers do as well. There's no shame in anybody calling from the house and getting help because the client is counting on you doing a quality job for them. Top producers do that stuff all the time. They close business the first time they meet with clients. They get in and they they problem solve and they get documents signed. Your chances of Closing business on going back because of think about it and go backs and things like that, it reduces exponentially. Now, every once in a while, you do have to do a BAM FAM, I understand that, but usually that's for cases that are larger cases, IULs, nudies, etc. But the top producers are closing right when uh, they're in the home. They're developing excellent people skills, they're reading books, they're going prepared with correct quoting tools and applications. I remember when I began, I'm going to tell you, I wish I had a lot more time, but I would go, and Dan used to laugh at me, with a con- power converter, a printer, like uh, like internet notes. Like I would try to go with everything that I possibly could so that I could print out something and be ready. Why? Because I forgot stuff all the time. And Dan's like, well, if you prepared a little bit more, you'd probably be doing a lot better. I'm like, oh, okay. And that's when I got the idea of building my folders the way that I do. When I go into a home, I have everything laid out so that I can pull out a folder, whether it's Foresters, CFG, Transamerica, Phoenix, and I could, boom, I could blow that stuff up right there in the house. I'm a lot more prepared now because I'm going with the right quoting tools, the right applications. I'm going prepared. The top producers do that all the time. I took a, book, I took a page out of those people's successes. They're constantly educating themselves to improve. They are aggressive learners, and they go out and dig for knowledge. A lot of our producers come through, and there's a saying that says, you want to go to college, but you don't want to go to class. Nobody wants to be that guy, or nobody will put it this way. Many of us get irritated with the guy who doesn't go to class, but comes through and tries to bum your notes off you because you went to class, right? So that's the same thing when some people come through and they're like, hey, man, can you tell me how this product works? Can you tell me how that product works? The top producers go and seek out knowledge. They figure out how IULs work. They figure out how FIAs work. They figure out how single premium home life works. They figure out how final expense works, how term uh, term products work. They're aggressive learners. And so when they go in the home, they are just literally a Swiss army knife of solutions. They can go in there and take care of people in the very beginning. You're not gonna be like that, it's okay. But be an aggressive learner like the top producers and you're gonna be solid. Okay, next. The top producers will uh, manage their business every single week. Now, what does that mean? It means that they will go into the home and they will submit clean, legible apps every single time. Now, I know that your writing looks really nice with, this, with the little dot over the eye, with the smiley face. But the underwriters don't care about how fancy you write they want there's nice block letters that look as close to typing as you could possibly make them so you want to make sure that when you submit an application that you write clearly I am one of those guys who happens to not write clearly and my wife The reason why my wife got into the business is because she had pity on me watching me write my applications and going you poor sap nobody's gonna be able to read that stuff I will correct your applications because We're waiting too dang long to get paid on this money. All right. So she would come through and rewrite my stuff. If you need a tawny in your life, one, you can marry one, right? Like I did. All right. Or you find an assistant who can actually help you to get your stuff in clean, but write the clean apps. Respond promptly to emails from carriers and team managers invariably you write a lot of applications you're going to get an email from the insurance carrier that says this 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 needs attention it's wrong you need to go get another signature you need to go get this fixed you cannot sit around and complain about it the insurance we get paid by being accurate and reporting accurate information to the insurance company if you don't do that you're not getting paid the top producers will Aggressively look at those emails and then find solutions for them whether you got to drive two hours to get an initial on something Or if you got to drive five hours to get a signature that you forgot or a social security number Lesson learned be a lot more thorough in the house. You might not have to deal with that stuff But respond promptly to emails from the carriers and team managers quickly rectify outstanding requirements just jump on that stuff and get it done Regularly access the carrier's website so that you can see what's happening. The insurance companies, sometimes they're not sit pushing notifications to you on emails because they're busy. They've got multiple thousands of applications that they've got to deal with all the time. The top producers are being proactive on looking on the websites, to finding what is actually missing. And then sometimes the insurance companies are like, oh, man, we didn't see that. You have this requirement. And then you go ahead and bust it out, and then you'll see the email come through, but the top producers are proactive on that. They're on it every single week so that they make sure that their business gets taken care of. They know how to communicate with the underwriters of each carrier. How do we do that? How do we do that? Nicely. We talk politely to them. We remember their first names. We send them a coffee card from Starbucks. We we rub their fur the right way. right We just we just make sure everybody's good. Hi Sally. Hi, Kim. Hope you're having a good day. Hey, can you take care of this for me we know the top producers know how to send an email to like to bruce or to cheryl gaston or to biff or to somebody to make the wheels move right in a nice kind of way right so they know how to communicate with the underwriters and the management of the carriers and that comes over time as well all right the last thing is this they set the expectation for the client to communicate with them i love this part of it because this has everything to do with you getting that phone out and taking a selfie with the client let's say cheese click and then you texting them right away and making sure that they know that you are the one taking care of their business. They know that you when you leave the house, you have their information that you're going to do a good job with them. Taking a selfie and texting the client at the end of the appointment is another thing, it's another way to tether a line of communication to them so that they can actually you can actually respond back and forth. You will not lose touch with your people when you have your picture in their phone, okay? And the last thing is this. Oh, making sure the policy is approved, delivered, and installed. And I can go off on that, but the the delivery means that the policy is actually delivered to the client, and installation means that you will go back to the client's house and then make that make sure that they understand how the policy actually works. Okay, so let's just say you were selling tractors, and the guy that you were selling tractors to was um, really he was a great farmer. He already knew all about tractors, but when you when you uh, delivered that Caterpillar, that Kubota tractor or whatever it was, you would send your sales rep over and say, hey man, do you know where all the knobs are at? Yep, I know where all the knobs are at. Do you know where all the the fluids go? Yeah, I know where all the fluids go. All right, you know everything about this thing? Yeah, let me see how you work it. Oh man, you work that thing really, really well, fantastic. Are you really showing that farmer how to work his tractor? No, you were building a relationship with that farmer so that he knows in the future that if he needs anything tractor-related, he's calling you. It's the same thing. And installation means it's another touch after the policy is approved that you can go out and connect with a client and develop a significant relationship with them that will last for a lifetime. A lifetime. That is what Michelle Alman's doing right now. She's drowning on the street. She takes a phone call like, oh, that's a person that I wrote like years ago. I wrote a person today or this last weekend who told me, Hey, you wrote insurance on our son. I was like, holy smokes. And those are um, relationships that I've known over the course of years. Okay. Next thing is this top producers get to a sales meeting every single week. Please, please, please don't be that person who books an appointment over top of a sales meeting. You need the sales meeting more than you need that appointment because invariably you're probably not going to close that appointment because you're desperate and you're going to go out with salesman's breath on that, uh, that client. And you're not, and the and the very thing that you need to learn is going to be right at that sales meeting. Okay. It's either going to be at a live meeting, your team meeting, the TFT sales meeting, the TWC, the activity call. Um, you need to be at the meeting, you're a local hotspot. Either you need the meeting because you're not really where you need to be, or the meeting needs you because you had a great week and you need to start encouraging some other people, right? Don't be that person, don't be that guy who who forsakes. the the meeting that you need to actually help move your business forward. They attend a live meeting every single week. Uh, If it's within a reasonable distance, if it's 900 hours away, then of course you're not gonna go. My particular hotspot that I go to is two hours south of me through a lot of different traffic. And I've been doing that for years, all right? And uh, I remember when the hotspot used to be at my house, it was convenient when I could roll out of bed and just be like, hey, I'm here. But you know, two hours away, it's not too bad. I'll drive two hours for an appointment, just chalk it up to the appointment time, and I just go out and go. But the top producers are going to go get to one. They report their production numbers every single week because they are accountable. And like I mentioned before, top producers love accountability because it makes them better. Okay? The other thing that happens is that they go through to a, a meeting, and they're serving the team by encouraging others around them and enthusiastically participating with a proper mental attitude. Now, this is top producers. Okay? This is top producers. This is what they do. All right? And if you want to be one of those people, then you probably need to do that. I know Adrian is out here. We've been talking about his name. But the boy is working a full-time job. And he jumps in. He picks up his son from where he is. He's 11 years old. And then he drives two hours south because he lives further than I do. Right? He drives two hours south to get to our meeting. And then when he gets in, trust me, you know how traffic wears on you. He walks in a little... Knee buckled like man is a rough day and he comes in and he participates his son even participates He absolutely loves it and his attitude is contagious and his production is contagious in the meeting, too Next thing is this is that they recognize and respect and edify and emulate top producers Even if not in their direct organization, that is something that's key to the synergy of our Our entire alliance, okay, so these are habits of top producers, I'm gonna put this on the uh, on the, on Slack. But I think looking at summarized on a sheet, I've created what's called a lightning chart. All right, so check this out. So the next is the next slide is this. Now there you go. So um, there's one piece that I missed down there, but check this out. This is it. Um, it's agent A through G. Okay, so agent A. If they've got leads, if they got dials, they got production. They're managing their business, and they got a meeting. That's this person is a top producer. They're going to be an encouragement to the organization. Agent B has leads and dials, but no production, and they don't have any business to manage. But they keep going to the meeting. They keep receiving encouragement. They're going to keep growing. So if this is you, you're brand new. You know that's okay. Just keep getting to the keep getting to the. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this is this <laughs> how you can make six figures think, Bruno. Uh, keep, uh, you can keep growing. Agency, you got leads, but you do jack, right? No dials, no production, no management, no meetings. Then all you're going to do is be a complainer. You're sad all the time. You are Eeyore, man. Like, you're not doing nothing. You just stop working, and I've seen that a bunch of times, you know, where, like, people just don't work, even when they got leads in their hands. Their wives got to get bigger. You're Agent D, Uh, you got leads, you got dials, you got production, but you don't manage your business and you don't have meetings, then you're gonna have a frustrated business. Your persistency, your placement is gonna be low. You're gonna be frustrated. Agent E, you got nothing, you got no leads? Well, you got no shot, like ever, all right? Um, Agent F, you got leads, dials, production, and you're managing your business and you have no meeting. Well, you're gonna limit your growth. You really just can't grow without a meeting. Um, you can't run a vehicle at extreme revs and extreme revolution, you know, extreme performance and not going for maintenance. It's impossible. And the last one is Agent G. All you're doing is just going to a meeting. You just might need some love for a while before you start getting into production. That is totally fine. Maybe you're brand new, maybe you're an old groupie or whatever like that. But. Um, I use this for a point of reference. I kind of gauge my entire team by what's going on with this, right? So I get fired up about some people because of this and I get like, uh, less than fired up about some other people. Like I look at myself with this. Use this as a mirror to see where you're at. But I wanna challenge everybody here on this is you get to choose what you believe about your business. You get to discipline your natural cynic by running it through the, these habits. Right, you want to get better at your personal production, then fall into the habits of top producers because it's absolutely essential for you to be successful here. You can make six figures with this. I know that I have and I know that you can. You got it in you to be a top producer too. Can I help you? Sure would like to. If you're an agent with us, please go to timewithfits.com. That's time with fitz.com to schedule a time when I can help you directly. Just pick a topic, pick a time, and we'll meet. If you're not an agent with The fits Group, I encourage you to go to thefitzgroup.org slash contact. Again, that's thefitzgroup.org slash contact. And send us a message. See you next week.